A healthcare worker had crammed in too many appointments on her day. She felt like she didn't even have time to get gas. She was racing off to her next appointment. She'd miscalculated. She ran out of gas. Good news, there was a gas station not that far away. She thought, I will go there, get a gas can, fill it up, come back, get my car, get my car going, drop the can back off, fill my car back up, get to the, do the, get to the healthcare house and be able to, oh, it's, gonna, it's all going to work out. She was so flustered. But she got to the gas station <laughs> and someone had taken the last can. Oh, she was thinking, God, how am I going to get everything done today? And then she thought, you know, I'm sure I've got something in my car I can put some gas in. So she goes to her car, she starts digging through her trunk, and sure enough, she finds a bedpan. She thought, okay, this will work. <laughs> so she carries this bedpan a few blocks to the gas station, gets the bedpan full of gas, carefully gets back to her car. She's putting the gas in her car with the bedpan, and about that time, two people are walking by. <laughs> and they look over and they see this home health care worker putting gas in her car with a bedpan, and one of them says, now that's faith. <laughs> now, now, with the way gas prices are these days, we may need that kind of faith. I don't know. Uh, but there's another description of faith, and you find it in your worship folder today in the epistle reading. And it's this powerful statement that I would invite us to memorize and carry in the deepest part of ourselves. It's Hebrews 11.1 1, which says, Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. In the translation you have there, it says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. I am inviting us today to take this statement of faith and personalize it. Put your name there. But also let's think of this statement of faith about us as a community. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Now, there are some powerful nuances to this scripture. And as we look at this full context, this full chapter, you can see the scripture there says to go on and take on the faith of our ancestors. And as that scripture continues, it tells the story of Sarah and Abraham, two people who came to embody faith. Now, they didn't start out there. Quite honestly, they were ready to retire. When God came to Sarah and Abraham in a powerful way and challenged them, Scripture says that Abraham was almost dead. <laughs> and yet God said, you're going to move. Where? Where I call you. Where? Just listen and follow. And then to Sarah, God says, you will bear a child, and you will be the mother of many generations. She'd never had a child, and now she was ready to retire. <laughs> I mean, think about your retirement plans. Some of you are closer to retirement than others, but let's say you're 65 or 70. How do you envision your retirement? If you're a woman, do you plan on getting pregnant? <laughs> Well, that's what's happened to Sarah. <laughs> Most likely, if you think of your retirement, you're imagining a, a comfortable and secure environment. Maybe you're planning on doing some vacationing and traveling in an RV and seeing some wonderful places and relaxing. Maybe that's what you've planned. Maybe that's the secure future you have in mind. 
Well, Sarah and Abraham were of retirement age, and yet that is the time. The moment they had it all planned is the moment that God said, I have new plans. And the plans I have for you will not only change your lives, but the lives of the world forever. You will be parents of many generations, and you will go to a new land. Their whole journey becomes a metaphor and a story of God's community, of new generations, of new life. Faith that revolutionizes the world. They didn't have a lot of information, but they went ahead and went, not even knowing where they were going. And we're here worshiping today because they opened a way. We are a part of their story. That scripture, it says, faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. But notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say you'll have all the information you need so you can make your plans with great security. And then you'll move. It doesn't say that. In fact, Part of what it means to step out and to live without walls is to admit that we don't know and even to go further and realize that there is great power in not knowing. Jan Le Van Zant talks about the power of not knowing and how not knowing could be a great part of faith. I love this writing from Jan Le Van Zant. Most people will do everything in their power to avoid admitting I don't know. When you admit, I don't know, some people respond as if you're crazy. Adamantly, they want to know, what do you mean you don't know? Contrary to popular belief, when you don't know and can admit it, you are in line for a great healing or a magnificent blessing. Few know-it-alls are blessed with new insights or information. When you are willing to acknowledge that you don't know, you open yourself to all sorts of information and assistance from life. Not knowing may send you on a search. Not knowing may open your mind and eyes to things you have never even thought of before. The things you discover in your search may bless you at some later date, or the search may heal some long-held fear. What a blessing. An admission of not knowing is a sign of great faith and trust. An admission of not knowing is an act of great humility that leads to healing. You may have believed that it was your duty and responsibility to know everything. Be open and willing to admit what you don't know. Open yourself to receive new information from expected and unexpected sources. It's amazing how we wall ourselves in so we can feel secure. We feel secure in what we know. We, we, we love to say we have it all figured out. We love the idea of having it all in our Palm Pilot. On disk, on our hard drive. It's there. My whole life is in my TDA. 
And what our scripture is saying today is that real faith comes in not knowing. In fact, to boil it down, it's saying it's not what you know, but who you know. The one who will call us and lead us and move us, just as God called and moved Sarah and Abraham. Oh, God had this vision of the world. But God knew that that vision had to be lived through people. And so God breathed that vision into Sarah and Abraham to chart a new path. And God is still doing that today if we don't wall ourselves in and if we're willing to step out. I believe that God has a new vision for our world today. A vision stronger than starvation in Darfur. A vision stronger than the war in Iraq. A vision stronger than homophobia. A vision stronger than sexism. A vision stronger than racism. But it's a vision that will live only as we listen and then move with that voice. One of us alone... We can only do so much. But when we take that scripture and translate it as a community, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see, we can become healers for the world. People creating new generations of hope. I really do believe that God can make a difference in the world through us, and we've seen it happen at different times. We've seen times when peace has been more powerful than prejudice. We've seen it lived out. It's an adventure if we open ourselves to it. That's the other thing I love about this scripture is that it becomes so personal. We see ourselves in it. There's another reading I'd like us to hear that really talks about this idea of moving beyond the walls and taking on the adventure of faith. I love this. Faith is not an unshakable certainty or clear knowledge. Faith is not the opposite of doubt. Instead, biblical faith is living with doubt and uncertainty. Yet, biblical faith still believes that God loves this world so passionately that God will stop at nothing until this world and all of us who live here are gathered into that love. This kind of faith requires the imagination to see a reality beyond the evening news and our everyday experience. Biblical faith is not certain knowledge. Rather, faith is an invitation to an adventure. This adventure is described throughout the pages of Scripture and is both too good to be true and so good it must be true. The really amazing thing about the biblical witness is that it not only tells us the stories of the people of faith who have gone before us, but it actually invites us into that same fantastic story. The Bible, you see, starts at the very beginning in Genesis and ends at the very end in Revelation, and you and I live right now somewhere between the Acts of the Apostles and Revelation. That's right. At this very moment, you are being called to take up your part in this story, to struggle to believe in a world of doubts, to love in a world of hate, to make peace in a world of violence, to offer hope 
in a world of despair. And whether you succeed or fail, I promise you that you may still take heart. For the God who created the world out of nothing and raised Jesus Christ from the dead will not give up on you, has not given up on you, and will work through you for the health of this world. Mm. Wow. That was a new insight for me, that Revelation hasn't happened yet. Genesis has happened, Revelation's over here, and we're here, which means we are still a part of that story. We are somewhere between the founding of the early church and what God holds for us in that vision beyond vision. It means that we have a unique place in the story. If we can only see beyond the walls that hold us back. The wall that says, I've tried and it didn't work. The wall that says, every time I get into a relationship, something's wrong with her. (laughs) The wall that says, I'm too old. The wall that says, I'm too young. The wall that says, I've had enough. The wall that says, I can't really make a difference. It's an adventure. It's emotion. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That vision beyond the vision. That vision that begins with Genesis and moves through Scripture, through our lives, to Revelation and beyond. Oh, that deep, inspiring truth that calls us to life beyond life and life beyond those confining walls that seem to offer security but actually offer suffocation. I love our children. I think they are our best theologians because they have not yet become jaded (laughs) by much of what we experience in life. Children often offer a beautiful, beautiful, fresh perspective. There was a little girl named Natalie who'd gone shopping with her mother and they were leaving the store and when they started to walk out of the store there under the awning was this big crowd of people stymied by this huge rainstorm (laughs) they were all there holding their bags waiting for the rain to stop well the mother noticed that Natalie was incredibly impatient she said mom let's go ahead and run through the rain and her mom said now Natalie we're gonna get wet So Natalie stood there for a while. She said, Mom, come on, let's let's run through the rain. Mom said, come on, you're going to get wet. Just just, just wait a minute. Wait till it slows down. You're going to get wet. And Natalie said, well, Mom, that's not what you said this morning. The mother said, what did I say this morning? Natalie said, well, you were talking to Dad, and you were talking about his cancer, And you said, if God can get us through this, God can get us through anything. And you're afraid of the rain? (laughs) At that moment, the mother said, all right, Natalie, let's run. (laughs) And others in the crowd heard the comment. And soon that entire crowd, hiding from the rain, was splashing through that parking lot, hitting the puddles, water everywhere. Everybody got soaked, but nobody got wet. 
And that rain bore witness to the God who showers our life with hope and vision and adventure. God will go with us through anything. If you're comfortable, take the hand of someone nearby as we go to our God in prayer. Oh God, you know the walls that hold many of us back from your greatest dream for us and our greatest dreams for ourselves. So today, help us to realize that you are calling us to this amazing adventure, this stepping out, this life without walls, this way of listening to you and living with you and loving with you that transforms us and the community and the world. Oh, inspire us to take that step, to live you, to live the adventure. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on us as individuals. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on this here church. Jesus Christ, giver of grace, have mercy on your world. And hear the prayers of your people who pray. Amen. Amen. Being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Reverend Duane said dependence on who knows us. I like to say dependence on the one who knows us. For you see, when we remember the one who knows us, we're very comfortable being outside the walls. This church has done that for over 35 years. We have always reached out and stepped out. We're like that other witness, Moses, who was saved from death, raised with privilege. But when God called, he returned to who he was, offering what he could and leading folks when he said, I don't speak well and you really can't mean me, God. But God said, no, you're the one. And there are folks who said we shouldn't exist, couldn't exist, and God told us, oh, yes, you are, and yes, you will. We make ministry happen by gathering as a community. We make ministry happen by sharing our gifts and our talents with one another. Please give as God has blessed you.